everybody and welcome to the Two Girls One Book podcast. I am Hannah and I am joined by the lovely Rhiannon to bring you Hello. a short stories episode today. Um, very Rhiannon heavy because for some reason I've just not read yeah, anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're basically going to do quick five minute chats on the books that we've read in the last few weeks. Rhiannon is going to kick us off with some is it young adult fiction, the first one? Yeah, I would I would say so. Um, so uh, there are a couple of these that are like thriller-esque uh, that I'm going to talk about. So I probably won't be able to say much at all about <laughs> those. But the first, the first one that I've read, and this was a little while ago now as well. So testing my memory already right from the off. Um, first one that I'm going to talk about is Good Girl, Bad Blood, which is the second instalment of A Good Girl's Guide to Murder um, series by Holly Jackson, which is the young adult investigative detective type series, right. um, which is uh, it's kind of like a slightly grown up version of, of what I used to to love so I know I've talked about A Good Girl's Guide to Murder before um and it's basically about a high school girl who turns detective for part of uh, a school project um investigating a murder that happened in her town and this follow-up is uh following Pip um the high school girl high school girl as she starts her true crime podcast um so it's basically a it's it it's written in in a similar way to the first book there's sort of interviews and transcripts and different different ways of writing not just normal prose which i found really engaging um and it's a, a different um investigation that she gets involved with um, basically, one of one of her friends needs her help to solve uh, a a bit of an issue that the police aren't able to right um, offer their services to. So yeah, it's like teen teen detective vibes, um, which I I'm all about. I used to love it when I was younger, and apparently I still love it now when I'm in my thirties. So I will a hundred percent be putting uh, picking up the the third in the series. I think I enjoyed this one as much as the first, as well. I I flew through them really easy read. I quite liked Pip as the main character. Um, yeah, I can't really say much else other than I I like the series, so I'm I'm invested in it and I want okay. to know what happens next. I think if you're like a Nancy Drew Famous Five fan right. type yeah. uh, back in the day, then this almost is like modern day version that, that will have you feeling a little bit nostalgic, but in a kind of, with a modern twist. Nice. So was it, is it, yeah. what I always feel like with a thriller is that there's nine times out of ten a twist. And mm. the big thing for me is, can I guess the twist before it happens? Yeah. Is there that kind I of would... a... I uh, yeah, I would say I did it I did find it a little bit predictable, but it didn't particularly mar it right. for me. Okay. Um which yeah, I think I probably f- find that with younger mystery thriller type things is that I can usually guess where they're going to go. Um so yeah, a little predictable, but yeah, not in a particularly bad way. Okay, yeah. cool. So that was that was my first one. Um, my next one, we've got a bit of a girl theme. That's what <laughs> Hannah Hannah draws up the order when we do these um, episodes, uh, and there's usually some fairly tenuous yeah. links between between <laughs> our reads and. Um, this this one is uh, girls. Um, so the <laughs> the next book that I'm going to talk about is the Beloved Girls by Harriet Evans. And I'll be honest, I had never heard of this one. Um, but Hannah included it in my little birthday care package um, back in July, and I got round to reading it. Um, and 
Okay, so with this one, it's beautiful to start off with. And I did enjoy it. Um, and I mostly actually ended up listening to this one because it's it's a big book. <laughs> um, so the I, I liked a lot of things in it. I liked the premise of it. So for, for anyone that hasn't um, come across this book and also the author, I've never read anything else by Harriet Evans. I don't know if you have. No. Um, but it's, it's a sort of semi gothic type mystery thing <laughs> going on. I kind of find, I'm finding it really hard to like place exactly what it is. Um, so it's, it's a dual timeline, which tick very good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And we start in the modern day. Um, where a successful barrister goes missing um, the day before her wedding anniversary. Um, and then we basically go back in time and gradually piece together why, where she's gone, right. why she's gone, um, and basically follow a family, a, a pretty well-to-do family, um, through a series of like summers, um, and this is where my problem lies with it. Um, I think it's it just took too long, right? So I think it probably was about a hundred pages too long for me. Um, it was. Hang on, let's see how many pages it was. It's like it's five hundred pages. It's quite a big book. Yeah, and. I think if it had been just a little bit more succinct, I would have enjoyed it more because the the premise of it, it it's to do to do with this big old grand house and the sort of weird rituals and traditions that the family have. Um, yeah, I can't really go into it without giving stuff away, so I don't want to say too much. Um, but yeah, I think the pacing of, of it was just a little bit off for me. I really enjoyed the modern day sections. Um, they felt uh, a lot more succinct. Right. But the peeling away of the, the history of it just took a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, and, and my interest was a, a little bit lost at a couple of points. Right. But I do think it was, it was, it was definitely interesting, and I I enjoyed a lot of the characters in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe just a bit, bit too much waffle. <laughs> well, I, I hadn't, know. it was, I hadn't heard of it or her before no. I picked it up. It was more just a that's pretty, and it kind of seemed yeah. like it was your kind of dual timeline yeah. mystery kind of thing. Um, yeah, definitely. I think on the face of it, a hundred percent is and and like i say the the story is i think quite interesting it just took too long to get to the point right okie doke well keeping with the theme of girls i wish i'd slotted this one in after your good girl bad blood to be fair because it feels like it fitted with that this ah. is girl 11 by amy Suter clark um which is about a true crime podcaster so, oh. yeah, definitely would have fitted in that. This is maybe oh. the the adult version of that book. So okay. it follows um, a true crime podcaster, Elle, who, after having a successful first season of her podcast, has started investigating another unsolved uh, bunch of cases it's a serial killer who is remains at large never um never kind of discovered who he is um in the vein of if you're a true crime fan in the vein of up and vanished there is yeah kind of real-time updates coming in as she's investigating this people are listening giving her tips she's investigating them as she gets them so that element kept it feeling really kind of fast-paced and that there's constant information coming in um it's definitely a book for fans of my favorite murder up and vanished those big hitter true crime podcasts it's a long form 
podcast that she has so it's only following this one story um the main character l is incredibly likable she's interesting her husband is a uh, medical examiner so he also gives insight to her personally but also on the podcast of the actual science behind some of these things the decisions that were made with and kind of what the the clues lead to and point to so his voice was really interesting to have in there um kind of the big part of the story is that obviously as she's putting it out there that she is investigating this still at large serial killer gets wind of it and she starts to maybe feel like she's being targeted with information and happenings and so it starts to get a little bit close to home for her um again it's a thriller it's really hard to say anything more without giving it away there's a there's a twist that i didn't get i knew it was leading somewhere and you know that oh this is obviously going to lead us to something but I, Mm -hmm. i didn't guess the actual twist and i really enjoyed it when i when it was revealed okay um the serial killer himself was a interesting character. There was, I like a little bit of, I don't know, like madness when it comes to those things. There's definitely questions of like, who are you and why have you done that and what is your thinking? He basically starts with, um, the. this is all on the back of the book, so it's not any spoiler. The first victim is 21 years old. The next victim is 20 the next victim is 19 so you can kind of predict right. over the years the the people who were potentially vulnerable but then okay. the not knowing the motivation why is the thing which gives you that kind of panicked feeling and that was really okay. really interesting um my only criticism i did really really enjoy it i think it's great and i really recommend it, it in a similar vein to um the good girl bad blood it's not 100 percent prose some of it is transcripts of the podcast mm. and that kind of jumped me out of it a little bit i think it's a different way of reading isn't it when you're reading something yeah as a transcript and i think i had to kind of adjust yeah. my brain to going ah now we're in this style um i'd love to listen to it as an audiobook I think it would be great in that format. Yes. Well, so it would be more like listening to the podcast itself, I guess. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. And I, so I think if I, I would recommend definitely trying it, but if you're into true crime podcasts, maybe just try it as an audiobook because it definitely would have yeah. got me. I think I might have forgotten it, it wasn't real if I'd have been listening to the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't <laughs> even thought about that. Yeah. It does sound very a, a similar sort of vein, like the adult version of the of A Good Girl's Guide to Murder vibes. Yeah. yeah. Um, really good. Sounds good, yeah. though. Sounds really cool. Fabulous. Um, is it me mm-hmm. next? Is it my... Th- a a magpie? Thriller, yes. Yes. My, I'm, my next thriller. Um, I feel like it had been a while since I'd read any thrillers. I've, I'm a bit more like back on, back on a thrillery bandwagon. I've got... My my selection today uh, consists mainly of thrillers and feel good. So <laughs> yeah, like both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> now, exactly, yeah. Um, which I I quite like. It's I think that's why I've gotten through quite a lot of books because it's been a good sort of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is Magpie by Elizabeth Day, which was another one in my. I've got a few from from you in this little pile, but this has been on my list for ages. Um, I had it on my Amazon wish list for quite a long time because I'd seen it loads like it's been everywhere yeah. hasn't i mean it? you've beaten me to um, it because i have it and have had it on my shelf for ages and have not re- read it yet so you've beaten me <laughs> <laughs> okay well you should read it because it's pretty quick to get through okay. um i think i think you'll you'll read it in like one or two sittings it's it doesn't doesn't it's not taxing on the brain okay. as psychological thrillers go yeah. if that makes sense um but yeah i i posted my review of this one yesterday on sunday um and i enjoyed it i did really enjoy this one it's not i don't think i knew what it was about if i'm being honest i saw that it had lots of different colored covers yeah um and i was like "Ooh, that's fun (laughs) so that's why it went on the list (laughs) it was a thriller with different covers and it went on the list um, and I didn't really know what it was about. 
Um, but the the two main themes of the book are that of infertility and mental health and relationships. I guess that's three themes. But there you go. Um, and it's about um, Marissa and Jake, and they sort of enter a whirlwind relationship. Um, decide that they're gonna have a family together. Then they have, through a series of events, they have a lodger move in um, and things start to get a little bit weird. Right. Basically. Um, And, yeah, I can't really say anything else uh, because that'll give... (laughs) That'll give it away. Um, So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it's... it's... Elizabeth Day, obviously, she's... um, well known for her podcast podcast themes this is what our theme was today <laughs> podcast but she's very uh, well known for her podcast but she's she's a pretty pro- prolific writer as well i didn't realize that she's actually written quite a few novels mm-hmm. as well as the the how to fail um books and podcast as well but she uh has first-hand experience with infertility right um uh, I've, so I've been told so that is why that that sort of subject was really well tackled right. in the book it's pretty um, I think I wrote in my review it's pretty no holds barred like she's quite graphic about certain aspects of it right. um, so if it's something that you're having trouble with yourself then I don't know it might be cathartic or it, it might be completely triggering yeah so I think it's one of those to be aware of. Um, but it's really well written in in that respect. Um, there is a twist. I didn't I didn't know what the twist was going to be. But once the twist had happened, it's. I don't want to say it fell flat for me, but it didn't really go anywhere else right, okay. for me. Yeah, like there's been certain books that I've read where there's been a twist and then I've been like, oh my God. Yeah. And then that just like completely changes everything that you've just read. And going forward, you're just like mind blown. Mm-hmm. That didn't really happen with this one um, okay. for me. Um, did, it didn't again didn't really mar it for me like i still enjoyed it it was a good and interesting read and i feel like i learnt quite a bit which coming from a thriller kind of feels a bit weird but yeah it was yeah it was good it was good and i i would recommend that people pick it up okay nice quick easy thriller okay i'll i'll bump it up my list mm. um my next one I don't even think it classes as thriller because this is actual proper horror. Like, proper okay. good, old-school horror. Rhiannon's pulling her face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to wave the book at Rhiannon because this one's the beautiful, beautiful oh, spredges, yeah, the bloody yeah. little spredges of mm-hmm. Reprieve by James Han Matson. And again, this is one that I'd picked up ages ago and had on my shelf. But I hate mm. reading hardback books. So what I do is I'm like, I'm drawn into buying these beautiful copies because they're so pretty and they've got spreads. And then I never want to read it because it's a hardback and I hate them. But I, I did. I was like, right, we're going for it. And it is very, very good. If you like proper good, old-fashioned Stephen King, um, haunted house feeling, but modernised... So I won't give anything away, but it's basically the old idea of being stuck in a haunted house, except this haunted house is an escape room. Um, It's one of these... <laughs> now you're interested. <laughs> I do like an escape okay, room. Okay, well, so. <laughs> this is one of those full contact escape rooms that oh they have in America, where it's kind of, you will get touched by the actors. They will really try and scare you, Um so there is that kind of added element of danger Uh all on the back of the book this bit isn't a spoiler this group of people enter the escape room they get so far through it and then somebody dies 
and then (laughs) yeah that bit's kind of predictable because obviously what else would we be here for but the the (laughs) twists everyone enters (laughs) an escape room and they get out again yeah kind of a waste what were the bloody spreaders for (laughs) yeah i mean that would be the real twist wouldn't it (laughs) yeah it's a real happy little tale (laughs) um yeah so it was it was genuinely like just a joy to read as a horror fan there was it's pretty gory it's pretty graphic all of the Mm -hmm. characters were really interesting and it flicked between their their points of view so much that it kind of kept me guessing i wasn't really sure who was meant to be the main character which then added a bit more element of mystery to oh actually who is going to be the the bad guy in the end um because it wasn't super clear who was the good guy um okay I would say probably the main character that you do follow the most is this teenage girl, Kendra. She's a really interesting character, super likeable, um, kind of naive as she's a teenager. So that kind of adds to the element of, I don't sometimes you're kind of a bit eye-rolly about these things, but you can understand mm. why she was a bit naive about things. So that kind of helped me to not just be annoyed at her. Um, just a really well done horror I really recommend it if you are a fan of of Stephen King. It felt I've not seen it, so I don't know how I can make the uh, the judgment, but it felt like the Squid Games kind of vibe that it's that idea of getting to the end and getting the prize. Um and I think on one of the pull quotes on it it says that it's an eventual American classic and I can absolutely see it being a classic horror that people will just refer back to because it's done so well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You'd hate it, but... <laughs> yeah, I think... So I don't mind... I don't mind scary stuff, I think, now. Uh, I just don't really like gory stuff. I think that's still where my problem lies. <laughs> yeah. With it. Um, but, but, yeah. Anyway... Um, is it my next? It is. Or have you got another one? See if you oh, can find okay. a tenuous link between these ones. There isn't. <laughs> I don't think there's. Well, it's set in an escape room. There we go. Um, no, no, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been a miracle. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Um, so the book that I'm going to to talk about next is Mayflies by Andrew O'Hagan, which uh, I've just seen nothing but good reviews about. Um, so I'd picked it up randomly. I can't even remember when, but uh, yeah, it had just been recommended so many times that, and it was quite a short little book as well. I actually ended up listening to the uh, audio book a bit on a drive down south last week where uh, I was only meant to be driving for a total of five hours that day but ended up driving for a total of eight and a half hours so i pretty much listened to yeah the traffic was terrible let me tell you but i had this book as company which was great and i got through most of it in that drive um and just finished it uh, up the next day so the audiobook was read by the author as well um and i always like to say when that happens because i think their sort of interpretation of it. Yeah. If they are a good orator in the first place, yeah. their interpretation of it is always going to be superior because they came up with yeah. it. Um, so highly, highly recommend, first of all, the audiobook. Um, but I do have a copy of the of the physical book. Um, and I was led to believe that this was kind of like a nostalgia filled love letter to manchester and the manchester music scene so when it started set in scotland i was a bit like what's going on (laughs) i picked the wrong book (laughs) where where are we i thought it was meant to be manchester (laughs) um because yeah it basically it starts I'll, i'll read you the back of the book 
Um, so in the summer of uh, 1986, James and Tully ignite a friendship based on music, films and the rebel spirit. With school over, they rush towards a magical weekend of youthful excess in Manchester, played out against the greatest soundtrack ever recorded, and there a vow is made to go at life differently. So there you go. That's what I thought it was about. I literally thought this whole book was going to be about, like hedonistic hacienda <laughs> vibes yeah exactly right um and part of it is about mm-hmm. that um which i really enjoyed i thought his writing of that era was very evocative i i live in manchester i know even though i wasn't i wasn't born in 1986 um but i know a lot of the locations that they were talking about is still there iconic to this day if even if they don't exist now yeah some of them do some of them don't um so i did really enjoy that but the second half of the book is where it gets interesting um and that's where we sort of move to modern day and the modern day relationship with uh, between James and Tully as as adults I don't want to say what goes on because if you've not read it then you won't I, I don't want to ruin ruin it for you right but it's beautifully written it's uh very touching it's kind of like um it's basically the elements of a little life and Shuggy Bane that I liked mm-hmm without it like stabbing me in the heart every five minutes <laughs> okay but it's still got it's still got a, a lot of uh emotion and uh some hellish tricky subjects in there but i don't know it was just a bit more heartwarming okay. to me rather than p- trauma porn right um, than both of those so yeah i i really enjoyed it it was yeah basically the, the the version of those two books that i think i wanted right okay the happy yeah, little maybe, love child kind of kind of yeah i think so it it was i think you'll i think you'll really like it because i think you'll appreciate the sort of music scene type yeah uh writing in the first half and i think you'll appreciate the relationships in the second half i have it on my shelf i bought it in brighton i think in the summer so okay yeah i've definitely got it on my list to read and i haven't seen a bad review of it so no i think it's got to be a good one no i haven't done my review of it yet um but it's it's a really it's really beautifully written um yeah and it's one of those books about written by a man about men that i think is really accessible to both men and women which i feel like these days like it's getting fewer and far between that i don't read that many books by men yeah (laughs) um that i really can feel that sort of emotional connection with but there are a couple on this pile so it's good um nice but yeah highly recommend definitely everyone that recommended it was right and the audiobook was very very nice so cool yeah um my next and last book i guess is um i guess a tenuous link to that is that it's it's another kind of me wanting to be a fly on the wall of like the cool kids kind of vibe so this is um sex and rage by eve babbitts who is someone that i have been interested in and followed the life of for quite a while i'll admit that i was drawn to this book because it was pink and green and looked beautiful Mm. (laughs) um Mm. but this is i kind of a newly discovered or rediscovered book it originally came out a few decades ago and they've reissued it eve Eve Babbitts was a 70s artist, muse, author, basically just one of the coolest chicks on the planet. She originally became famous because she's in this iconic photograph where she appears nude playing chess with another artist. And it was this huge big photo in the 60s of that kind of scene in LA. Um, And she's widely regarded as one of like the biggest and best voices about that kind of LA 70s culture 
So this is one of her novels, which is semi-autobiographical, very loosely based upon her life. You can see the kind of influence that she's had upon the story, although in this one there isn't a huge amount of story. Um, she's just a very interesting lady, and I wanted a little bit more insight into her life, which is why I picked this up. So it is, as I said, semi-autobiographical. It follows a girl called Jacaranda, which is one of the most annoying names I've ever had to deal with when reading. I found it really, really annoying. And I just, every single time I read it, I was like, just give her a name that's easy to read, easy to say. It's it's a fruit tree or something. It is an actual name of something. Jacaranda. Okay. The whole way through, she's called Jacaranda, and it really irritated me. <laughs> But okay. Jacaranda herself as a character was very interesting. It's basically the story of her movement through Los Angeles as an artist, getting her writing into magazines as columns and short stories, moving to New York, and the difference between the cultures at the time, I guess, is still there now. There's a big difference between Los Angeles culture and New York culture. But mm. her um, as this creative person kind of straddling both sides of the continent um she's not a particularly likable character i think because she's based on a real person who made a lot of bad decisions i think mm. that i struggled with that there's not she's honest about the things that she did and and the bad choices but then that does make it quite okay. hard to like her um okay. And it's not, there's not a huge amount of plot. It's kind of vignettes of moments of her life. So I I enjoyed that. I liked that kind of feeling like I was just dropping in and just having a little... Yeah, a little Yeah, stories. I could almost see it like rolling on proper film, like just mm. seeing not really there, but witnessing it. I thought that was really interesting. Um, it's an interesting take on that that kind of movement of women becoming more than just mothers and housewives and taking yeah. things that they wouldn't normally have taken and I think she's an interesting writer from that perspective um okay yeah just a really irritating name the whole way through that just kept dragging me out of it jacaranda all the way through <laughs> I started listening to the audiobook and gave up on it because right. it was so irritating so I then I then went oh, on gosh. to the ebook <laughs> Um, oh gosh, right, okay. Sorry to all of the Jacaranda listeners that we've got. Well, out yeah, if anyone, <laughs> sorry, I don't I don't want to offend you if you are called Jacaranda. Um, well, what if they've called their child Jacaranda? Then I wholeheartedly apologise. <laughs> it just was quite jarring. And I don't know whether it's because in my head, I knew I was reading a semi-autobiographical. So in my head, I kept thinking, just call her Eve. Because I know that it's you it's just simpler isn't it just i know that it's or jack yeah. yeah but i really enjoyed yeah. it and i think if you're someone who's interested in that time period and that culture and the locations at that time i think it's well worth it she's a prolific writer and author an artist for those reasons but yeah she's cool. there was things that i would have changed okay i see got you um Right, well, on to a bit of a Rhiannon monologue now for the next uh, half an hour or so. Um, no, I won't, I won't talk for I won't talk. I have read some of them, um, so I can give brief thoughts. Yeah. I probably could talk for half an hour about these, to be honest, but I won't. Um, so the first one is the last in uh, my little care package from, from you, isn't it? So this one um, is... Uh, Throne by Sarah Cox, and that is yes, the 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 Sarah Cox DJ <laughs> Sarah Cox. Because I had a few people being like, "Is that actually the same one?" Um, when I when I posted about this one, and yes, it is. Um, so spoiler alert: all of these books that I'm about to talk about, I really really enjoyed. Um, this one I read. I read this one quite. a while ago now i feel like it might have been the first one that i read out of the pile that you sent me um because i fancied a nice little easy read and this was definitely it um it's basically sort of almost like small town northern um 
warm little story about pottery. Yeah. Um. So, Sarah Cox, she um she presented the Great Pottery Throwdown, right? Oh, I don't know. That was like a BBC. I feel like that. I, I haven't just made that up. Um. But yeah, there was like a BBC uh show about pottery, mm-hmm. and um like Bake Off but pottery. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Sarah Cox um, like presented that, which I feel like is where she may have gotten her inspiration right. for the subject yeah. of this book. Because it does seem pretty random <laughs> for this DJ to start writing a novel about pots. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that, that may have been where, where that came from. Um, but, yeah, I really liked it. It was, it was nothing, like, life-changing, um, but it was a lovely little warm and wholesome story with a bit of small town peril thrown in there it's a uh, um about i think it's uh, several women um who live on like a an, basically an estate um so it's quite it's quite working class quite sort of accessible to the masses mm-hmm. um and it was, it's quite sort of keeping it real in terms of like a warm fuzzy romance type book um but the uh the i guess the main character is becky um and she wants to make the community center like a a real focus of the community um Mm -hmm. and starts this pottery group basically and that's where all of these women's lives um cross paths right um because they they knew each other from a distance but they're all from sort of slightly different backgrounds and none of them were particularly friends with each other um and their pottery class is the thing that brings the community together and uh, like i say there's a there's a little bit of drama a little bit of drama thrown in a bit of neighborly drama um uh, becky doesn't have the best look with her ex exes shall we say right um and there there's quite a lot of potential for affairs etc in this uh without going into detail but i think that was kind of at one point i was like is this literally the the point of the book just like everyone's having affairs <laughs> but there's more to there's more to it than that um but i guess small town gossip that's kind of the thing that does come up yeah. isn't it so um like i say it felt quite real as like a happy little book goes it felt like it was pretty believable um and yeah i thought it was well written and i liked it nice so yeah, yeah. Good job, Sarah Cox of DJ fame, um, and now pottery book fame. Um, my next one, uh, actually, my next two. I want to say both of them go into my top three of the year, but I feel like they're they're gonna have to be sort of joint. Okay. Joint in my top three, right. so I've got a top four now, <laughs> in no particular order. But these two are both going in. So, first one I'm going to talk about. And I won't talk about it too much because Hannah's already read and talked about it in the past. Um, it's Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. And I loved it. Yes. I was so loved excited. It so much. <laughs> you knew, you, you said that I was going to love it. And yeah. uh, you you were right. I um, I didn't, we were, we were gifted the audiobook a while back, but I, I really wanted the copy. <laughs> um, I sadly didn't get the one with like the funky periodic table spreads from waterstones that wasn't a thing um by the time i got i got my copy Um, but it does still have once you take the actual cover off it it's got a cool periodic table Oh, nice um yeah so that's pretty pretty funky um and i had fun doing a matchy makeup uh, for this one but yeah uh elizabeth zott is like the coolest person ever and the dog oh my god <laughs> a book that is like partially told from the point of view of a dog is just 
it, it wins all the prizes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds mad. Right? It sounds mad, but it so yeah. works. And he was one of the, fa- like, my favourite characters was this dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I just, I couldn't really fault this. It It's pretty far-fetched, I think, at times, but the points it's making is very admirable. And, uh, yeah, Elizabeth is, like, a proper hero. Yeah. Basically, I think the woman that everyone wants to be like yeah balls to the wall (laughs) kind of (laughs) woman who just like knows what she wants and goes and gets it and she's not emotionless that's that's the the thing i think that i really liked about her character is that without like she comes across as superhuman sometimes but we did we were allowed to see sides of her that made her feel like she was a real person with real feelings um and yeah there's some pretty i didn't realize that there was going to be quite early on some like quite brutal scenes yeah um because everyone had kind of like described it as being pretty funny and it was indeed very funny very dry which was was 100% my kind of humor loved that um, but yeah, go into it maybe just with a, a pinch of knowing that there's some slightly like brutal things that happen fairly early doors. Um, so yeah, but great, hundred percent. Want to read a million books about Elizabeth? <laughs> I'm sure that there's supposed to be a TV adaptation as well, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, I can imagine it would work really yeah. well. I'm very excited yeah, for it. I can imagine. I can imagine like almost. Like, oh, the styling will be so mm-hmm. cool. How are they going to do the dog? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I would. I would definitely watch that. Um, but I. I would also be scared that it wouldn't do the book justice. Yeah, but the writer is she from? Uh, did we talk about? This? Is she from like a TV background? I don't I know. Like she. Because no. I oh she's not at all she's a creative director who's worked widely in the fields of technology medicine and education. Mm-hmm. She's an open water swimmer, a rower, and a mother. She's basically written what she knows, yeah. hasn't she? Yeah. So she's written about like media, science, rowing, rowing, <laughs> yeah, motherhood, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's done it incredibly well. So if if yeah, I love it. Great. Good. Tick. Yay. Um, and my final book, sorry, I feel like I have been waffling, um, is another favourite of the year. And it was my first one by this author. Um, and that's A Man Called Ove by Frederick Backman. And I've immediately gone and added a load of other books by Frederick Backman. Because he's got shed loads yeah. i didn't realize that there were quite so many in his back catalog um and i knew i know that there's and he's got a new one coming out like any moment now hasn't he mm-hmm. as well so i need to get going <laughs> but i've decided today i'm going to have a book buying ban so not sure how that's gonna go but we'll see um but yeah uh, a man called ove it's about a grumpy old man need i say more <laughs> it's perfect perfect for you that's it <laughs> that's that's all i all i ever wanted really um old people endearing old people especially who are a bit grumpy are just my favorite kind of protagonist um ove is a bit of a belligerent very it's very unlikable but also incredibly lovable mm-hmm. he's one of those yeah. um but I think the thing that I really enjoyed is that we learn a little bit about him. It, it again is basically told in like little vignettes, little little stories. Like each chapter is its own little story, and we find a little bit more about why he is the way he yeah. is. And um, his neighbors are the ones to help open open up his personality to us a little bit more 
um and they're very i loved all of his neighbors as well i thought that they were great very varied characters um and it's so dry i was laughing pretty much consistently the whole way through like laughing out loud which (laughs) i don't do very often with books um and i was really chuckling away and his hatred for bmw drivers just had me absolutely howling (laughs) my my other half has a bmw so um yeah i told him that (laughs) (laughs) i love that um yeah so many funny observations that he has about the world how much he hates technology and there's also just kind of like an innocence about him and just the way he sort of approaches his morals and morality in general yeah loved it so much um i think it might have to be in top two (laughs) i'm not sure what i'm booting out though i'm struggling a bit i read this i feel like maybe 10 maybe not maybe yeah, eight seven or eight years ago in like a, i was in like a mm. physical book club those old-fashioned things ah, okay where you go to have a glass of wine and talk about a book mm. and i don't remember very much about it i remember enjoying it i feel like was it something to do with them building houses or something yeah he 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 built a house yeah I don't know whether I've... Yeah. Am I remembering a different story? But I've, I he definitely read it on, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, he lives on an estate and he is very much the one that wants to enforce, like, the no parking rules yes. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I do remember it, it now. Yeah, I can remember really enjoying it and thinking he was a great character. So good. He's one of my favourites. Yeah, between him and Elizabeth, uh i yeah I, those oh it's really hard <laughs> him elizabeth Zott, and um is it cyril from um uh hearts invisible furies that's what the the one of the ones i read at the beginning of the yeah. year um those three are probably my favorite characters out of all of the books I've read, I think. I oh, see so you like all of the um, endearing, like <laughs> elderly people. I like Elle from the Paper Palace. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I also I I love her. Like, I f- felt her in my bones. Yeah. But these these were the ones that I was just like, ah, oh, desperately want to be friends with yeah. them. I think with like Elle, I was like, I can, I feel like I am her more than anything yeah. else, which I'm sure some people will find absolutely horrific. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I feel like these people, these are the people that I would want around me for like a dinner party. Can you imagine that? Ove and Elizabeth Zott. Oh, I think sat they'd at love a dinner each party. other. I think they'd really yeah. get on. <laughs> me too. That would be such a good dinner party. I want to make it happen. <laughs> but they're not real so i can't no but <laughs> i feel like i might i'm just like the made up film and tv person at the minute because i also feel like i've got some sort of a weird sense memory of there being an ad- adaptation of a man called ove with yeah well i think the, tom, hanks, tom hanks yeah yes and but emma said that there was also a version our, our, our friend emma said that there was a version um that was a Scandinavian right. adaptation as well. So I don't know if there's two, two okay. versions, uh, an English-speaking one and... Swedish. Can't believe, I, I can't believe that Tom Hanks would have been doing the Scandinavian <laughs> version, but um, I don't know. But we could have Tom um, Hanks and yeah. Brie Larson, I think, is, is going to be Elizabeth Zott, so we could have them around the dinner table oh, in character. Yeah. Like you, They have to spend the whole dinner in character. okay i love that um yeah fabulous so basically august ended up being a great month for reading because i was kind of like comparing everything to how i'd felt about the paper palace and thinking oh i'm not gonna find any more books that are like up there in my top three and then i got two in one month that were just like 
I can't decide between these two. They're both amazing. Yeah. For similar but similar but different reasons. <laughs> yeah. That's why reading um, is such yeah. a great hobby to have because there's always something mm-hmm. else great. It's never ending. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very true. Very true indeed. So yeah, those were my picks for August and some very, very good ones indeed. No no real duds at all, I think. Most of them were... Yeah, all all of them were perfectly pleasant. Couple of absolute bangers. Nice. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so our next episode is going to be on Carrie Soto. Yeah. Um, which we will need to record imminently. <laughs> so we'll do that soon. Um, and then after that. We'll see what we can get done because it's going to be October and I'm away for pretty much all of October on my honeymoon. Yay. Maybe it'll just be me. We'll try and get some stuff. I'll just be talking yes. monologue of my miserable, depressing books. <laughs> so yeah. if anybody wants a really miserable October, then tune in. <laughs> spooky season. Yeah. Miserable spooky season with <laughs> Hannah. Um, one girl, lots of misery. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the dog's barking as well. Fabulous. All right, well, we'll leave it there then. And uh, we will speak at you later. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Book podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love for you to like, follow, rate, subscribe. In fact, just all all that good stuff, please, would be fantastic. You can also find us on Instagram at Two Girls, One Book Pod. So come and follow us over there as well. Happy reading and join us next time.